0: Let's see, this is a Christmas-themed episode, I could start with, ho, 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 oh, boy, no, no, that's too corny. Let's move on. Hi, friends. How are you? And welcome to a special December episode of the Yearbooking Report. If somehow this is your first time, you must have lost a bet. I'm terribly sorry. No, actually, it's great to have you. And if you're back, it's, of course, always great to have you. My name is Scott Giese. I have been a representative for Justin's Yearbooks now in my 22nd year. And once we officially cross the line into 2021, for me, it'll be 40 years in journalism, going back to my senior year of high school. Yes, you can figure out how old I am, and that's not a good thing. But anyway... Thanks for listening. Uh, We have a special episode here for December. Now, normally, we have an accompanying video that we also have on YouTube. If somehow you never check these out, please do sometime. I'd be honored if you did that. Just go to YouTube in the search bar there, put in yearbooking report. I should come popping right up on your screen. I've got almost two and a half years worth of material in there. And if I may say, it's pretty good. I know I've had a lot of fun creating it. But for this December, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a month off. And we're going to resume the video series sometime in mid-January. So be on the lookout for that. But we've always tied the podcast here to the video. This case we're just going to do a podcast alone holiday version of the yearbooking report. And yes, we're actually going to talk some yearbook here in a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Good for anybody, but especially if you need some added inspiration this year and let's face it after four or more months of school this fall into this winter boy do we need some inspiration whoo wee i mean everywhere i don't have to tell you this if you're an educator or an administrator you've been living it and certainly i'm assuming you've been following news and media coverage or you read education week or similar educational publications and so on you know how many folks i mean coast to coast border to border Maybe across the planet, educators have been struggling mightily with this situation. And yes, I don't have to tell you, it's going to continue. The good news is the vaccines are here. Yay! When are you going to get one? Well, you as a teacher, I think, might get one soon, if you haven't gotten one already, depending on where you live. Me, uh, if you call me, I'm a regular guy. I'm probably somewhere near the end of the line, and that's fine. All right. Uh, certain people, of course, do need the vaccine sooner than anybody else. Healthcare workers, uh, senior citizens, those most affected groups. I'm not in an affected group or a most affected group. So I can wait. Um, I would say, please don't be one of those people saying, I'm not getting a vaccine. Please go get the thing. They work. They're safe. They're fine. If we're ever going to get back to some sense of normal, We need folks doing that. And so far as I'm recording this here uh, in mid-December, it looks like folks are starting to do that. So that's a very good thing. But we're going to give you some tips and ideas here in the podcast. Yes, we're actually going to get to some yearbooky stuff here in just a little bit. But I tell you what, this is the tip I'm going to lead off with. And hopefully you're already planning on doing this. If not, I want you to stop what you're doing and plan to do this. I'm serious. I could not be more serious. When we get to Christmas break, now, of course, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe you're listening over Christmas break. We'll see. But when we get to Christmas break, stop working. Stop working. I know some of you probably think, well, I'm behind. This situation we're in has put me behind, and I have to grade papers, and I have to, if it is papers, electronic papers, or I have to work on the yearbook, or I have to do these other things. Stop. Just stop at least for a few days just stop veg out binge watch enjoy a beverage or two or three now be careful with that all right don't do that um all that sort of stuff all right just stop what you're doing we're all stressed out and i mean we are all stressed out and we need to take some time for ourselves now i know some folks and frankly i'm one of these people i'm a bit of a workaholic I'm constantly, you know, coming up with ideas or I'm constantly working on projects or I'm constantly writing or I'm doing podcasts and videos and so on. I'm going to take some time just to do nothing. Christmas day, I'm just going to veg out and have fun, binge watch something, I don't know. New Year's Day, I'm going to watch football, a lot of football. Personally, I love European soccer, especially in England, and they've got a whole pile of games over the over the two-week holiday period. I'm going to watch, I think, every single game, Everyone. You need to do the same thing. Boy, normally we take the holiday period to recharge our batteries. I don't know about you. My batteries are about toast. I need to go to Walmart or some store and get new batteries or something. I don't know. But we need to take time for ourselves. Please do that. I could not be more serious. That's the number one tip I have for you in this episode. Take some time for yourself. The work can wait. You'll catch up with it later. Maybe toward the end of the month. Again, depending on when you're listening to this. December 30th or something. Okay, start doing some stuff. And then, New Year's, okay, time off again. (laughs) I don't think that's being irresponsible to ask folks to do that. Please, folks, take time for yourself. We're all worn out. And then to follow that, now again, hopefully you're listening to this in time. Let's face it. We're going to get past New Year's. I think most places around the country, is probably they're probably going to resume classes right on January 4, that Monday, right? Maybe January 5 for some folks. Uh, it depends where you live. But I, boy, I'd bet money, I think, on this one. This year, a lot of administrators and teachers are going to feel like they have to be dragged back to work. Dragged back. Like, oh, do I really want to deal with this again? And you would not be wrong in feeling that way. Come on, be honest. You wouldn't. And so I think once folks go back to school on January 4 or 5, depending where it is, a lot of folks are going to walk in or they're going to log in or something just with that uh, feeling. Oh, uh, we're going to do this again. Oh, uh, the kids are not logging in. They're not doing anything. Oh, uh, things are not getting done. Ugh, more failing grades than I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Uh, That feeling, right? Yes. I want to mention an event. And again, I'm hoping that you're listening here in time. A special event on Sunday, January 3rd, 6 o'clock Eastern Time. You figure out your time accordingly. Our friend, Dr. Phil Campbell, who's one of the stalwarts of our Justin's Renaissance Education Division. He's unbelievable. He and his wife, Dr. Tara Campbell, helped to lead up our Renaissance efforts. They are unbelievable, those two. What a a power couple. Wow, they're great. But Phil is doing a special live online event on Sunday evening the 3rd, I believe 2 hours, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, He is going to invite 12 rock star educators, I think literally from across the globe, to join him for this event. Not sure how he's doing it, if it's one at a time or two at a time, that's up to him. But the whole purpose of the event is to give people inspiration and motivation to pick up the ball again and let's get school started again. A lot of us are dragging maybe all of us in some respects are just dragging right now, both both before the holiday and through the holiday. And we're looking to go back and we're thinking, ugh, that feeling again. Wouldn't it be great to get an energy boost before you go back? And that's why we call him PC, Dr. Phil Campbell. That's why PC has arranged this very special event on Sunday evening, January 3rd, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time with an amazing group of administrators and educators. All you have to do is watch, and I think you will not be disappointed. Hopefully, by the end of the two-hour presentation, you're going to think, okay, I can do this. No, you may not be, oh, I'm so excited to be going back to school. No, probably not. But at least you'll have the thought, all right, we can do this. We're going to do this for the benefit of the kids We've got to do this. Now, how can you sign up for this thing? It's very simple. Remember this website, www.pcrocks.net, and that's R-O-C-K-S, www.pcrocks.net. Look for the registration link on the homepage there for Phil's very special event, on Sunday evening, January 3rd, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is for all comers. You don't have to be a Justin's person, anybody. I do think it's primarily for educators and administrators. All right, this is not for kids. I don't know, maybe you have some so- selected top-notch high school kids that you would just like them to see this. All right, if you want to pass it along to them, go ahead. Otherwise, this is primarily for educators and administrators. Share this out through other people in your building. Send a group email or a group text or whatever you do at your school. Let everybody know. There's no obligation. There's no money. There's no fee. It's simply two hours of energy right before the new school year begins. This could be an event that could just set the table for the rest of the school year, at least for the rest of January, to get us back to learning and educating again. Again, folks, this is this promises to be an unbelievable event. If you're listening to this after January 3rd, I'm sorry. Maybe somehow there could be a recording. I don't actually know that as I'm making my recording here. So again, you can check the website, www.pcrocks.net. See if there's something on there about a recording. What you might need to simply do is, you know, just uh, register. And then if you somehow can't make it in advance... Uh, you can watch our recording. All right? That's up to PC. Bottom line is, this is a two-hour energy boost that I think every single teacher and administrator out there really needs. Please, please check it out. Pass it on to other educators. Let people know. I'd love to see just an unbelievable crowd of people see what these 12 Renaissance education rock stars have to say about this insane year we're in and how we're going to finish. Please check out this event. It will be priceless. In the meantime, let's take a brief little break here. We're going to come back and actually have some yearbook notes, some quick ones. Hopefully you're doing these things already. I bet at least one or two you're not. So stay tuned. We'll get back to more of the special holiday edition of the yearbooking report podcast coming up in just a little bit. All right. Now this next one's especially for Jostin's advisors. All right. Now hopefully you already know about yearbook plus. Hopefully wherever you are, you're already signed up. It's not too late by the way. Yearbook plus is our pretty unbelievable new digital feature that has so many great aspects and we've added some this fall uh, that is, this is unbelievable. And it's free and you've got to do this. I, that's what I've been telling folks that I work with. You have got to do this. You will be kicking yourself if you do not do this this year. Now, if somehow you've been living in that cave somewhere and you don't know what Yearbook Plus is, Yearbook Plus is our new digital feature that now has th- essentially three different aspects. Now, one, most folks hopefully won't even need. But it does have a portrait feature. Now, depending on where you are in your school, uh, in the country, you know, maybe you've been doing all remote from the beginning, and your portrait photographer just hasn't been able to get people's pictures, you've missed a lot of people and so on, but of course you want to include them in your yearbook, obviously. What can you do? Well, yearbook plus has what we call our My Portrait feature, which will allow any student to easily send you a portrait of themselves. Now, that's probably essentially a good selfie But hey, it's something compared to nothing. So that's one aspect. The big aspect of Yearbook Plus, of course, is the chance for every student in school to tell their own story with up to 10 of their own pictures. Think about your yearbook right now. How many kids are going to be in the yearbook one time? And it's going to be that headshot thing. Maybe two times. All right? They're not active in school, they don't do much. You know, they're smart kids and they're just, they don't, they're not on sports teams. They're not in clubs. They're not involved with activities. Or even if they are, they still want the opportunity to tell their own story. Here's me. Here's my favorite example. All right. I'm going to say my name is Joe Smith. I want to tell my story. All right. I play football. So I'm going to upload a couple of pictures of me playing football. There I am. And uh, let's say that uh, I pick picture with my girlfriend. All right. Picture with my favorite dog. All right. That's fine. Telling my story. Picture with me and my folks. Uh, My folks and I like to go to a special vacation place every year. Maybe not this year, but normally. There's a picture or two of me at our special vacation place. I have some kind of hobby. You know, maybe I like carpentry. And so here's a picture or two of me doing special carpentry things at home. I make, uh, you know, various things from wood and so on all that sort of stuff. I have a hobby. I like to go fishing. So here's a picture of me out on the lake or out in the stream, and I'm fishing away. I'm Joe Smith, and I'm telling my own story with my own pictures, everything moderated for appropriateness, of course. And then those pictures are tied to my headshot in the yearbook. So in other words, when the book comes out, I've got my phone handy. All right, I'm going to snap a picture of my picture or Joe's picture, And if Joe uploaded something, he did, they come popping up on my phone and I can relive and learn about Joe or anybody else in school. Imagine that 10 times coverage. That's just off the charts. And then finally, you as a yearbook staff, have the opportunity to link maybe extra digital images that you didn't have room for in the book, you can link those to those particular pages in the book. So that, again, when someone takes a picture of a picture on your page, boom, all those extra images pop up on their phone. This is storytelling times 10, times more than 10. This is an unbelievable breakthrough in yearbooking. We have made yearbooking interactive and every single kid has the chance to take part. And then next year, we'll do it again. Here's my story from next year. And then next year, we'll do it again. This is going to be an ongoing feature that is just amazing. And we're going to save that stuff. So next year, five years from now, ten years from now, folks will pull that book off the shelf. Whatever device they have, this is not an app. book Plus is not an app. So whatever, you know, if they got the iPhone 25 or whatever it is, all right, they're going to pick it up, they're going to scan to get started uh, a special code that we put in the book for you, and then they're just going to snap pictures and all those memories from their high school days, middle school days, elementary school days, college days, come right back up on the phone. That is simply unbelievable. We at Jostens pride ourselves for being the technology leader. And frankly, once again, we're proving it. So if you're a Jostens school and you haven't signed up for Yearbook Plus yet, please, right away, drop a line to your Jostens representative and say, how do I get started on this? This is phenomenal. And if you somehow don't work with Jostens, you're thinking, whoa, that sounds really cool. All right, once again. Give your give a call or drop a line to your Jossens representative and say, can you tell me more about this? I'm curious. They will happily give you whatever information you need. Yearbook Plus is going to change the yearbooking game, and it's amazing it started this year when we really desperately need it. Yearbook Plus is not to be missed. Please, folks, contact your Jossens representative to get all the information. All right, let's get back at it here so look, we're gonna get right to it because again you remember my first tip yeah, christmas break whatever holiday break just veg all right you don't want to work on your book fine so let's see how fast we can go with some of these tips because these are important tips for right now number one and this is especially for spring yearbook schools out there all right maybe you have a page deadline coming up or it's right about now depending on when you're listening and so on I've heard from a lot of advisors who have said, Scott, I'm just not going to make it this year. And my response has been, it's okay. I understand. We understand this insane year. You're cool. Now, you might be thinking, really? Well, hold on. Here's the other half of the equation. What you don't want to do, preferably, is just blow off a deadline entirely. Oh, I'll get around to that in a month. All right. That's not a good thing. (laughs) Think, imagine, if kids did that with your other classes. Oh, I'll do that work in a month. What kind of a grade would you give them? Uh Uh-oh, there's those record number of failing grades story again, all right? Of course, you would not be all that kind. So the thought that I've been giving out to folks is, all right, if you can't make a deadline, we certainly understand. This is a nutty year. Turn in something. Surely by now, again, spring your books, especially that come out in May, June, Surely by now you have something done, right? Fall sports, fall events, fall activities. Uh, If you were fortunate and got your portraits in a good amount of time, maybe your portrait pages, all right? Probably just those two things alone would be more than enough to fulfill an initial deadline for for schools like high schools, bigger books that have multiple deadlines, all right? More than enough. Uh, An analogy I've been using actually for a lot of years now is whittling. All right, we probably all did that, at least when we were a kid, right? You grab a stick, you grab a knife, and you just kind of whittle the stick gradually down probably to nothing. That's how I see your booking now, is a lot of whittling. Now, it's interesting, no matter who you work with and so on, there are still deadline dates, all right, and we've always had those, always deadline dates. And a lot of folks get fixated on those dates that they are given, They think, oh, I can only send in pages on that date. And in the old days, not that long ago, really. I don't want to get too old here. In the old days, of course, before we had, like, Internet creation and that sort of thing, either when folks were still making their pages by hand – Or they were using software programs, but they would have to save their stuff on a disk and make a printout and all that sort of thing. And then they would stuff a a box full of their pages for a deadline and they would send it in all together because that was obviously the easiest way to do it back then. Okay, that's fine. We don't live in that world anymore, do we? No, everything's pretty much online now. You can submit pages whenever you want, even if it's only two pages. Like today, I have two pages done. Okay, let's zip them in. And then tomorrow, maybe I've got another four pages done. Okay, let's zip them in. That's whittling. And so the thought is, yes, advisors, you have those deadline dates, but maybe you can't make it on that first one. You just, this year, you just can't make it. Okay, but let's catch up. All right. So in other words, take time for yourself over a holiday break, come back first week of January, and let's start whittling. What can we get done this week? All right, we get some stuff done, proofread, finished, boom, in it goes. All right, what stuff can we get done next week? Mm, all right, there's some stuff. Again, we're whittling the book gradually down to nothing. So you may fall behind for a while, but then through whittling, you kind of catch up. And maybe even before that next official deadline date, maybe you even jump ahead. That's good. All right, that's a good thing. I know there's some folks out there, they're all you know on Twitter about one deadline. Now, for small books like elementary schools maybe some smaller middle school books and so on. Okay, one deadline makes perfect sense for big books, and I'm thinking especially high schools there. The one deadline idea, I'm sorry, that's a bad idea. And uh, again, think about other classes at your school, like if you teach other things. Imagine if you started the school year and you gave everybody a syllabus, like here's the things we're going to be covering this year. You don't have to turn any of your work in until May. Now, some kids would probably, their eyes would get real big like, really? real, Whoa, okay. And I'll start working around April. <laughs> come on, you know what the kids I'm talking about, right? That's how they would feel. All right, You come back to school, let's say September, and you give them this plan. Oh, their, their work isn't due until May. They're not going to literally start working until April, I bet, right? And then the idea is when they get to April, it's going to be just, oh, ah! And they're going to be racing around, making mistakes, sloppy work, shoddy work. And they finally turn it into you in May and it's, cr- well, crap, all right. And then you, there you are, you're the teacher and it's May. And all of a sudden, this avalanche of work crushes you. And by the way, you have to have this all graded in the next two weeks. Now, of course, you might think, oh, that's nuts. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But I know that, uh, frankly, there's some folks out there, they're all keen on the one deadline idea. I think that's a terrible idea. Oh, it's a horrible idea. But some folks are trying to, oh, this is really good. No, it's not. Not for a large yearbook. It's important to do work in stages, in your chemistry class, in your math class, in your English class, in your social studies class. And it's the same in your yearbook class or club or group Doing work in stages is a very good idea. So again, here in this crazy situation we're in, if you fall off a little bit, that's fine. This year, it's almost understandable. But we give you plenty of time to catch up. Remember the whittling analogy. That's a good one. Now, you may be having trouble this year because of postponed or canceled things. Sports, homecoming, winter dance, other special events that that normally would take place. You know, the senior trip, maybe this year is already canceled because of this insanity we're dealing with. Oh no, we normally put that in the book. Now what? Well, as I've been telling folks for a very long time, you may have heard it here before. You know, most yearbooks are all about covering what I call groups and events. And they cover the same groups and events every year. All right, you know what they are. Groups, sports teams, clubs, other groups in your school and events. Again, sports, homecoming, spirit week, uh, winter dance, this special event, that special event. What we've discovered over the last nine months is that sometimes groups and events can get canceled. And then it's like, uh oh, now what do we do? A lot of folks got caught back in the spring. Uh oh, when things just stopped. Well, in some cases, this fall into the winter, it's been happening again. Now, rather than to have giant holes in your ladder, which is obviously not a good thing, what I've been telling folks is maybe this is finally the time to make the change. From the same groups and events that we cover year in, year out, it's pretty much just change the people. It's the same stuff. Instead of groups and events, why not cover topics? Topics about people topics people are interested in. Topics and people will never be canceled. They're always going to have feelings. They're always going to have opinions about this or this or this or that, something in the entertainment world, um, something involving uh, something happening in your neighborhood, whatever, hot trends right now, all that sort of thing. People are always going to have opinions and feelings on those, and they're never going to get canceled no matter what. And they make for a great read in the yearbook. Remember, the yearbook is a history book. Five, 10, 20, 30 years from now, people pull it off the shelf. They want to remember what was life like, oh boy, in 2020 and 2021. What was life like then, right? Well, groups and events are just about eh, groups and events. They don't really report how people felt or what people did or how it affected them or their emotions and opinions about the election this year or other important topics that are out there. But by switching your coverage to more of a topical thing, now we can put some really interesting material in the yearbook. Interesting uh, and readable, covering more people, maybe different People, not the same people over and over again. All right, think about groups and events. A lot of those essentially are the same people over and over again, right? You got the active kids in your school, the popular kids, the kids who just are the movers and shakers and all those things. All right, they're going to get their coverage in the yearbook. They always do. What about everybody else? The ones that aren't so active. Now we've talked about yearbook plus, our amazing new digital feature from Jostens. Absolutely use that. But as far as on the pages of your book, topics will never sour and every year you could have different ones. Now you need some help, Uh, Jostens, contact your Jostens representative. Again, we have what we call our yearbook express templates all set up and ready to go based on a whole boatload of topics and this year, of course, we also have our ready-made pages. We have eight spreads, 16 pages on key topics for teens and students this year, featuring comments and emotions and feelings from kids all over North America. And if you're really in a spot like empty pages, and you just want to put some really cool stuff in your book, Jostin's has it. All you got to do is like plug and play. That's good. Please check those out. If you somehow don't know about this, again, contact your Jossens representative. Let them know, hey, I really need some help here. What's this topical stuff? What's this ready-made page stuff? They will quickly and happily tell you and show you even how to gather the information, even if you're all remote. You can't see people in school. There are still very successful ways to gather info, gather photos that you would then be able to use on these topical spreads. This is really good stuff. Do not despair this year, at least not for Jostens folks. Do not despair this year. This could be truly the most historic yearbook for the most historic year ever. And when it comes out, people are going to be thrilled with it. They will be thanking you up and down, left and right. Contact your Jostens representative for more information on all of that and again, if somehow you're not working with Jostens, drop your local Jostens rep a note anyway saying, what, what did I hear about this stuff on that podcast? Can you tell me more? We'll happily tell you more. All right, that would be great. Now we're going to take one more break. we're going to come back, little different topic, little different tip, but something I think that it's important to do right now as we go into this new year. We'll be right back. All right, we'll get back to our final segment of this special holiday edition of the yearbooking report here in just a bit. Kind of weird to say holiday because it doesn't feel like a holiday, does it? Does it? And I guess here in this brief break, that's, that's what I want to kind of touch on here. I know that a lot of kids out there are really, really struggling. It kind of breaks my heart, and I've seen multiple versions of this story in the media, that there are, I'll say, too many kids out there. The best meal they get every day is the one they get at school. That's the best meal they get. And it's funny, over so many years now, I've heard so many kids complain about lunch at school. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's awful. The food doesn't taste good. Oh, it's burnt. You know, la, la, la. And I've seen some school cafeterias, and I remember my own school days from many moons ago, and I say to these kids, are you serious? I've seen your cafeteria, you got a salad bar in there and you've got some other kind of a bar and you have multiple choices on what you can eat. Back in the day, you had one choice and they put it on your tray for you. (laughs) And kids give me a look like, really? like, seriously, really? Stop complaining about the food. But unfortunately for too many kids out there, the best meal they get is the one they get at school. And in the old days, we didn't serve breakfast at school. Remember that? If you're old enough to remember, come on, we didn't do that. You had that at home. Unfortunately for too many kids now, that's apparently not an option. And here we are in this Christmas season. Now, uh, there's one charity I give to a number of charities, and there's one charity I always give to, and it's sort of our local food bank or an organization that serves local, like regional food banks. I always make it a point to give those folks a donation multiple times a year because unfortunately I know that I have some neighbors that are struggling right now. And if your school is one of those that's going above and beyond and you know maybe over Christmas break or during downtimes and so on, you know this uh, remote situation that we're in right now where everybody's at home A kid needs to get a decent meal. And some schools and districts out there are providing the meals, even if nobody's in the building. I tell you what, I applaud those schools because they are really going the extra mile to try to help their kids. Maybe your school's doing that. But again, as we look at this Christmas season, now again, depending on when you're watching this, it could be over. This situation we're in is not over. It's going to continue in January and February and March, and probably into April. I hope to heck that it's over before the school year is over. We remember last May and June, all those uh, graduation ceremonies um, at least were disrupted, if not downright canceled, or at least postponed and so on. In other words, they didn't happen on time when they should have. I really hope that doesn't happen for this class of 2021. They've already had to deal with so much to have them deal all the way through the end, essentially their entire senior year robbed from them. I hope that doesn't happen. I'm looking at April myself. I'm, you know, I'm no expert. I'm no health expert. I'm thinking April maybe we can start to get back to some kind of normalcy by then. A lot of folks will have the vaccine shot by that point, and uh, teachers will feel more confident going into buildings, and uh, students will feel maybe a little more confident and all that sort of stuff. I'm hoping. But in the meantime, there's that time between when you're listening to this now and then. What can we do? And I know if you're a teacher, administrator, right now you probably feel at wit's end, like, oh my God gosh, these last four months have just rocked me. I have to do another four months of this? I think so. But rather than, again, allowing that to, you know, kind of weigh us down, have confidence. Uh, I guess that's my thought here in this brief message. Have confidence. A lot of folks have your back. I could be wrong, but I think this year a lot of parents have finally realized all the things that teachers and administrators do to teach and work and educate their kids. Maybe that's one of the positives of this whole virus situation. I'd like to think this, that a lot of parents out there or maybe community members out there finally realize how much work educators, teachers, administrators put in to educating kids. I mean, look at all the things they've been doing this year. I hope I'm right on that. You know, all the folks, oh, teachers are overpaid, blah, blah, blah. Just crap, total crap. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of community members probably think that. I don't have kids in school anymore. Why do I have to pay school taxes? You know, all that sort of thing. Hopefully this most insane year ever, we're changing a lot of minds. But we still have another few months to get through this keep positive. You're doing amazing work. You are doing amazing work, no matter what situation you may be in. Always remember that. You are valued. Maybe this year you are more valued than ever before. Don't let that get you down. You are valued. Keep on swinging. And of course, from the yearbook perspective, how much of this historic year can we get in our book this year and in other various ways? This is going to be the most historic yearbook ever, and that's not just a trite line. It's true. Years from now, people are going to want to remember oh, yeah, 2021, yeah, let me remember that insane year. And the things they've forgotten, they will pick up in the yearbook. Keep on swinging. You're doing great work. We value you. You may not hear it that much out loud, but we value you. Never forget that. final segment of our special holiday edition of the yearbooking report. No, I'm not going to break out in song with Christmas songs. Trust me, you do not want that. (laughs) All right. How about um, two quick notes to wrap it up? And hopefully you're doing these things already. Number one, again, it's strange. There are a lot of negatives from this situation we're in, but there are also a lot of positives. One thing I'm going to be really, really curious to see, assuming that by summer, by summer 2021, things are back to some sense of normalcy, so that when school begins again in August or September of 2021, we'll get back to, if you will, a normal year. The crisis will be passed. We'll be in a much better situation. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna. I'm very very curious to see how schools and districts look at the future of education. All right, we've been forced, if you will, most folks have been forced into finally using technology in education. Now, you might think, oh, come on, Scott, that's not true. We've had computers all these years, and we've got the Internet, we've got websites. I'm going to share an opinion. You may disagree. I've been walking into schools for over 20 years now, and I've seen the, quote, technology. I've seen the computers, the computer labs. Now it's much more about, you know, laptops and Chromebooks and iPads and so on. And, of course, websites and all this sort of thing. I've seen the, quote, technology, but my observation is that very few teachers really used it. All right. For those old enough to remember the old, remember the old slideshows with little slides and a big round deck? all right, and you would throw this up on a big screen, or you had the, uh, what is it, the projector, and you would draw on the projector, and it would be projected up on a screen, and so you're drawing out math equations or whatever, all that sort of stuff, or God forbid, a chalkboard, all right, yes, chalkboards, remember chalkboards, all that sort of stuff. I remember that, but what I've noticed until this situation hit is that most folks, even with our, quote, technology that we've had in recent years, they're doing what they did 20 30 years ago it's the same stuff we just use a computer for it now we haven't really tested and pushed the envelope when it comes to really using technology in education now we've essentially been forced into it this year and it's going to continue for a number of months what i'm very curious to see you know in the next school year probably is what schools and 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 districts and so on are going to do to say you know what that worked. You know, what we were forced to do, some of the stuff really worked. And I want to see how education changes in the future, that we will actually actively use er, uh, technology now. I've been a big fan for years of what's usually called the flipped classroom model. You probably know what that is. That's where you create some videos to do sort of the grunt work, you know, the basic lecture type stuff. You make a video for that, and then you assign that video for students to watch, maybe as homework, all right? Watch this 10-minute video about the history of something. And then when we get into class like the next day, all right, you watch the video, right? Okay, lecture's done. Let's get to work. And we get right into it so that that valuable class time is not wasted, if you will, with lecture and boring stuff we can get right to doing some activities and doing some experiments and projects and stuff. I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of the flip classroom model. And now this year, frankly, a lot of folks have been forced into it. I'm really curious to see how much more of that becomes mainstream. And so from that, now you've probably done this already. One thing about this year off the charts has been online training opportunities, right? Some of them are cost money. Most of them, I think, are free, at least the ones that I've done. And I tell you what, over the last nine months, I've done so many of these about all kinds of things, yearbook stuff, writing stuff, computer stuff, digital stuff, all kinds of stuff. And some of it, frankly, has been boring, but some of it is actually, hey, that's that's a great idea. I want to try that. How do I learn that? I'm going to watch that again that sort of thing. Online training opportunities, either for you as a teacher or administrator, or what can we put together for our students? I'm really, really curious to see what folks come up with in the in the calendar year 2021, because I think education, if it hasn't changed, it has to change. Come on, it has to change. Now, I'm not saying everyone's going to do that hybrid idea, which very few folks are fans of the hybrid idea. They really aren't. But we've got to find ways to use education. Now, from a yearbooking perspective, we've got to find more technology ways to further our yearbooking efforts. And we at Jostens, at least, we're doing that. All right, we're doing it right now. We've been doing it. We're going to continue to do it. But what are you going to come up with? And what can you take advantage of? Depending on when you listen to this, if it's over Christmas break, I bet there's some online opportunities available that you can sign up for. Do it. Do it. Absolutely worth the time. And then this final thought, and you might think, oh, this is not the time for this. Um, I disagree. What about recruiting for yearbook for next year? I think this is a good time coming into the new year. This is the perfect time to start your recruiting efforts for next year. You might think, well, how are we going to do that? You know, if we're all remote, can't go in a building or something like that. How on earth are we going to possibly start recruiting for next year? Very simple. Show everybody what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying show them the book. All right, that's not what I'm saying. Show them what you're doing. Show them what your yearbook staffers are doing. One way to do this, bingo, social media. Again, if you don't have a yearbook presence on social media, you are missing out. You need to have at least one yearbook platform. If it's Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, what TikTok, whatever it is, all right. you need to have at least one, preferably more than one. And through social media, you can show out, hey, look what we're doing. Uh, There are some yearbook staffs out there. They have maybe a yearbook staffer of the week, and they do like a profile of a yearbook kid. Nice picture of them, you know, a little blurb about, you know, a little their background and what they like most about yearbook and what they like to specialize in, la, 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 all that stuff. And if they have enough folks on their yearbook staff, they could do this for a number of weeks, maybe do it every two weeks or something like that, depending on your numbers. And it's a way to show off your yearbook staff so that other students see this and think, hey, that looks pretty cool. I think maybe I'd like to do that next year. And of course, show out some of your work. Don't treat it like it's all big secret. All right? You would never buy a car sight unseen. Nobody would buy probably anything sight unseen. Well, why do you think they're going to buy your yearbook sight unseen? But too many folks, that's how they think. Oh, it's a big secret. We're going to surprise everybody when the yearbook comes out. And anymore in these days, most kids shrug their shoulders like, I don't care. This isn't the old days, all right? Not the old days. So show off some of your work. Could be top photos. Maybe it's a completed page, preferably with a lot of different people on it. And uh, other stuff. Yearbook Plus for Justin Schools. Bingo. There's a way to kind of show off your work and get people plugged in and engaged. I think this is a good time to start your yearbook recruiting for next year's staff. Don't wait until April and May when people may be so tired at that point that kids aren't even thinking about it, and then you start the new school year in August or September, you're like, I don't know who I have. These kids have no training. They have no interest. Who are these kids? If you start this in January and get kids plugged in and interested, I think you have a lot more success. So there's a tip for January. But in the meantime, let's wrap it up. I've already talked too much in this podcast, but I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some good tips from this. And once again, what we said earlier, you are valued. You may feel totally worn out, burned out, burned up right now. And you stumble into Christmas break, depending on when you're listening. Yeah, be a veg, all right? Just be a vegetable and just kind of binge watch your favorite movies or shows and so on for a few days, if you wish. But then the idea is we're coming back to school and we're going to make this a kick-butt year. And yes, we can do that. And yes, you are valued as a big part of that. Very quickly, www.pcrocks.net pcrock If you are listening to this before January 3rd, go to that website. Sign up for the special event for educators that Sunday evening, 6 o'clock Eastern. If you need that energy boost to go back to school, I think my friend Dr. Phil Campbell and all of his rock star educator friends have you covered. This is an event not to be missed please check it out. In the meantime, thank you for listening. We're going to get back to our regular schedule in mid-January. Lots more great stuff to cover and talk about. Have a great Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you soon.